basically about five men come to Jesus for Jesus Christ as the Messiah. They become his disciples. Now those men are Andrew, Peter, Philip, Nathaniel, and then an unnamed disciple. Somehow, in some way, this happens for everyone who becomes a disciple of Christ. Now, the way this happens is a question that all kinds of churches are, are caught up in. Books are written, different approaches are suggested, different programs are done. But what we see happening in our text with Peter's first disciple being called is something more simple and yet more powerful than anything we could imagine or come up with. What we see are people being brought to Jesus by the word, brought to Jesus through relationships. We see all of that happening under the sovereign power of God. On the basis of the word preached by John the Baptist, Andrew and John are, are brought to Jesus. says, look at the Lamb of God. He's saying, he's the one, he's the Messiah, the one I've been preparing the way for, the one who's going to make us right with God, that's him.
Philip, we have nothing very good for you. Philip is brought to Jesus. Uh, he is found. Right in verse 43. Now we know from verse 44. Philip wasn't just standing there. That Philip had been looking for Jesus. He had been longing for Jesus. It's likely that, that Philip was one of John's disciples. He had that longing for Jesus and for the Messiah. ceremoniously ripped from their comfortable lives and brought to Jesus. Others are confronted by Jesus where they are. Then we see Philip come to become a disciple. Do we lose any face faith? Look at what Philip says to Nathaniel. Some of the Holy Spirit tells us about how Philip is found. Verse 43 Jesus found Philip. But what does he say to Nathaniel? We found Jesus. You smile a little. You feel like a wheel turning around. We are the ones who found Jesus. We found the one who was looking for Jesus. And the wonder of the gospel, the wonder of how people are brought to Jesus, is that the one we are looking for finds us. Nathaniel. 
And he says, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, about whom prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of God. Now, the Daniel responds to that by saying, Nazareth, but the word does not mean Nazareth. Now, the Hebrew words are not written on some sort of stone in Nazareth. Daniel comes up with this case that it's actually a place saying is that nothing in any word that says anything about Jesus comes from Nazareth. No good can come from it. The same pillar that Jesus has taught from can't be the pillar of sacredness. Daniel says that this Jesus has a false hope. But the pillar that draws him one of the twelve was the inner circle of the twelve. He was also presented as being a simple and unclean man. He wasn't someone who was definitely a Jew. He wasn't strong. He wasn't someone who had a great intellect. He says things, he does things that give you a rather simple understanding of him. Interestingly, say to them, with guilt, is come and see. Come and learn. Come and relearn who Jesus Christ is. You're basing your opinion on the wrong research, on half research. You're basing your opinion on a caricature of who Christ is. Come and see. Now, as we look at these different examples, 
see, yes, this is how people are brought to Jesus. But there is a danger in doing this. That danger is that we focus only on how to bring others to Jesus. And then look at why God does it that way. Because what he says is this. Look at this. So that he might believe in God. He's saying, I didn't write this so that you could show other people how to believe. He's saying, I wrote this so that he could believe. What we need to see is that in our text, John is bringing people to Jesus. He's been preparing them for an encounter with Jesus from the very beginning of the gospel. He speaks of John the Baptist. He speaks of the truth of the Old Testament, pointing to Christ. And now he's saying four times, come as you, come as Jesus. He's the eyewitness
start walking out the leaves based on what God says to us, and we think they're grounded in something. And we hear him speak for the first time through the book of John. Of course, that tells us what is or what are the first words that the Apostle John records from our Lord Jesus Christ. First words of
saved that they were righteous from afar before I saw it leap into your heart. Man, you realize it's at that moment that you have been confronted by somebody who knows the deepest need, the deepest heart. on the fringes? Are you thinking of you as your parents approval? Do you come as a young adult thinking because it'll be easier to talk to mom and dad than it is to talk to you? Do you go because you expect the best? But have you really encountered
that in Christ we are brought near to God. We're rightly Associated with a great man, with a wise man. No, you are the covenant one who is connected to the living Son of God, the God who came down and dwelled among us and taught us how to pray. So we can pray our prayers. We can read because that's what our God is like. And this is greater faith than that, to tell you the truth. You will see heaven open. The angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. You can say to the family of faith, you are going to see as you follow me, as you give your life to me, you are going to see the wonder of God dwelling among us. Emmanuel would see Jesus teaching. He would see Jesus' perfect life. He would also see Jesus suffering.